This is Issues 2018. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guests are Kim Krull, President, and Lori Winningham, Vice President of Academics, Butler Community College. Welcome to Issues 2018. Nice to have you with us. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Doctor, Good morning. I'm going to I'm throw questions out, and if somebody can, if one of you is better at the, the uh, knowledge of the question, the other jump in. But okay. I want to talk to you, to you first, Dr. Krull. How long okay. have you, How long have you been at Butler now? You know, I've had the privilege of being at Butler for four and a half years now and have loved every day of it. And what did you do before that? I was the vice president of academics at Cloud County Community College for eight years before I came to El Dorado. Okay. When you were a child growing up, did you want to be a college president? You know, I no, I didn't. I was going to be a doctor. <laughs> and, really? Yeah. Where, 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 like, is this? where are you from? From Nebraska. I okay. grew up in North Platte, Nebraska. Okay. And you wanted to be a doctor, and you wound up doing this? I did. Yeah, your life's path sometimes takes you in a different direction, and, and it, it's uh, it's where I'm supposed to be. You probably would have made more money. Can I throw that in there? <laughs> I may have. <laughs> but what money are, isn't everything. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> what are your general thoughts on working at Butler? That is four and a half years. What's it been like? Well, I have a great team of people that I get to work with, and and we're passionate about the mission that we have every single day of changing lives. And, you know, I feel like it's a privilege every day to come to work knowing that we get to, you know, impact somebody's life and help change their future. So I love it. Okay. So what are let's talk about the, the crass numbers, like what are enrollment numbers looking like? You know, um, our enrollment is down a little bit this, uh, it was down a little bit this fall, um, pretty typical of the community colleges across the state. Uh, and sometimes that's indicative of a strong economy. You know, people are going back to work. And so lots of times they, you know, they, they don't come back to school full time. We see a lot of students that are part-time students, you know, that, that take some classes and then they'll stop out and work and then they come back and take some more classes. But, um, you know, we were down a little bit in the fall, but uh, we've got a great group of students and we continue to uh, stay, you know, fa- fairly steady. It seems like when I uh, interviewed you and maybe your predecessor in the past, we were going through like the 2008 thing, the big recession. And, and it was at that time, enrollment had gone up. Sure. People were retraining. People were going to yep. getting get an education. So yep. that huge, probably explains a lot of it. Now. Yeah, huge spikes in enrollment at that point in time. And you saw that, you know, really all across the state and all across the nation. And it's just starting to flatten out again. So, so how many students do you think you've, you're entertaining now? You know, we have just over, um, I think, over 9,100 full-time equivalent students. And so when you c- consider all the full-time and part-time students together um, at all of our sites, Probably, you know, 13,500 students, I suppose. You kidding me? That's a lot of, a lot of yeah. students. Yeah, it is. I didn't realize that, didn't yeah. you? And you? But you, you, you always want more of that. Huh? We do. Okay. <laughs> now, you have satellite locations, am I correct? We do. Yeah, we have some How off-site locations. Work? Well, um, how about if I let Lori tell Lori, you about those? Lori, she's a satellite yep, expert? she oversees all of those. Okay, so. Lori, what, what about it? How are those working for you? Well, they're very busy. We Our largest campus is Andover, and... Um, we also have significant enrollment in our online programs, uh, El Dorado. Uh, Rose Hill is, has become uh, more of a, an academy setting for early college uh, high school students. And then we also offer c- classes in the Flint Hills at uh, Council Grove, Marion, and uh, McConnell Air Force Base. So we are, we're in a lot of different communities. How many, how many of those satellites do you have then? I'm just counting about seven or eight there you were, yeah. as you were reeling them off. What? Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty good count. So, <laughs> so every day, Lori, do you go to all of them? And, and not every day. <laughs> we are planning a tour in uh, the end of January, where Dr. Kroll and I go out and reach out to each of our uh, campus locations. Um, so it's a it's a great uh, college to work at, and um, 
the being able to serve different students in different communities has been very rewarding, in my opinion. You well, uh, let's talk a little bit about the faculty. I think back to you, Dr. Krull. Okay. Mm-hmm. How many people do you have on your faculty? Oh boy, we have um, I think about 160 full time faculty, uh, and gosh, Lori, from it's semester about to semester, 350 adjuncts. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. from semester to semester, it varies just a little bit, but. Uh, you know, I mean, it's a question, are they any good? And I know you're going to say, well, no, they stink. But uh, <laughs> uh, any administrator is going to say they are the great people. All right. You know, we ha- our faculty really are outstanding, and I, and I think we're really privileged. We've got a, we've got a really outstanding faculty development team that, um, you know, works really hard to create um, and, and train faculty with new teaching strategies in the classroom. Our folks are content experts. They're constantly... Um, working towards um, developing themselves professionally and personally so that they can bring those things back to the classroom. I, I really think we have outstanding uh, faculty. And based on our um, regional accrediting body, the Higher Learning Commission, there, there are faculty credentialing standards that we have to adhere yeah, to. Yeah. And, and we pay very close attention to those when we hire folks and, and when we, you know, um, keep them on. So, Lori, uh, I want you to tell me about unmanned aircraft systems. Is, it, is that UFOs or what? Not UFOs. <laughs> but, uh, what, what it is, might I be. think I know what that is. But, uh, uh, well, unmanned aircraft systems um, are really um, in numerous uh, career areas that are the drone technology. And that is such an exciting new area for us to um, partner with Kansas State Polytechnic we're really excited about this opportunity to bring those uh, that program down to this area. Butler will be offering an associate's degree in unmanned aircraft systems, and we are partnering with Kansas State Polytechnic. It's kind of a unique arrangement, and my hope is that K-State will want to uh, come down to this region in a couple years and offer the last two years so people don't have to go back up to Salina. Other than giving uh, my my grandkids something to play with, a drone has applications that are we're just scratching the surface right mm-hmm. now. Tell us about a couple of those. Things well, there are um, new career opportunities in uh, agriculture, uh, in public safety. Uh, I was at a meeting this fall where our one of our fire science uh, advisory committee members talked about the application in the in the firefighting industry um, mm. with all the wildfires in California. Seeing, and in Western Kansas, exactly. too. Yeah. There's uh, applications in real estate. Um, everybody hears about Amazon uh, someday moving right. to deliver your package with an right. unmanned aircraft system. So uh, they, we're right at the cusp of this particular industry really exploding, okay. and we want to be part of that. Very good. I'm going to interrupt you now because you're droning on and on there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> little... Little joke, droning. Okay. Um, what are the uh, current trends? If they, you know, there's one of them in profession in preparing young people and, and students for professional life. Or healthcare. What are some of the big the the bigger trends? You know, Lori can jump Lori, in. On, Lori can jump in on sure. this one too. But just from my perspective, I would certainly say, you know, healthcare, IT, um, advanced manufacturing. Um, uh, you know, some of those areas that are really um, high tech and, and moving towards, you know, technology being the foundation of the work that they do. I think anything that's, that's technology based is, you know, is really going to uh, continue to explode because that's our world today. Mm-hmm. Well, hang on. I, my computer just stopped. We need to reboot. I'm kidding. 
<laughs> I'm sure you've seen that, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I want to switch gears for just a little bit and talk about uh, student debt. Uh, how do you address that at Butler? We hear so many horror stories. Uh, I know you've got help for those for those uh, people who are applying to be students there, right? Yeah, we do. And um, we have, uh, I don't even know how many hundreds of thousands of dollars we have available through the Butler Foundation. I think last year we did $600,000 yeah. in scholarships. And um, Wow. Okay. Then, of course, there's other scholarships that are available through uh, our financial aid office that are not tied to the foundation. Um, we have a few courses that have a tuition waiver for high school students. And um, we are really analyzing our programs and trying to figure out how do we um, incentivize students to stay t- through the end of a degree. And uh, so we may have some new ideas coming now. Well, but a good future. many of your students are working their way through. Right. Uh, I would say at least. Uh, I think I think our statistics last fall were sixty percent of our students. Are you know, uh, at least are working, um, and they and, and a huge number of them access federal financial aid as well. Sure. You know. Do you do you consider your school to be in competition with all the other schools in this area? I mean, goodness gracious, none of the universities, uh, the four year schools, and their other junior or community colleges in the area. Are you in competition? Well, you know, there, there's, um, I think there are 17 institutions of higher education in South Central Kansas in this area. So, yeah, I suppose you could say that, the, you know, there's competition between all of us because the pool of students, uh, you know, isn't necessarily growing. Um, we, we really, I always look at it or try to look at it from the standpoint of creating partnerships and opportunities for students. And if we, you know, if we keep students and their success in mind always, then there are great opportunities to create collaborative partnerships so it doesn't feel competitive. My next question, tell us about your partnerships. I know that's something you, you like to talk about. Yeah, we've got some great partnerships with Wichita State. Uh, about a third of their College of Engineering students have come from Butler, so we've got a great, you know, we've got a great pathway there for them. We're actually Wichita State's largest transfer institution at the community college level, so we have some really tremendous partnerships with them. Um, we've got a great partnership in nursing with KU, um, School of Nursing. Um, Lori's manages all the articulation agreements out of her office. And mm-hmm. so we, you know, we just, we really have articulation agreements with K-State and with folks just all over the, all over the state. So what does that uh, partnership mean? Did you just communicate back and forth with each other and, and identify students? Or is that the way it works? Or uh, sometimes. Do you it, have uh, a little coffee now and then? Well, how's it work? <laughs> that doesn't hurt. Um, <laughs> partnerships vary from school to school. Um, in some cases, it's um, kind of streamlining the articulation agreement so that students um, know exactly what to take at Butler and how it transfers to the ins- the institution they're going to. Okay. Um, other times, it may be um, like with what we've done with K-State Polytechnic, where uh, K-State's going to deliver a portion of those courses for us because they have the expertise um, we have a wonderful partnership with Emporia State University with our BEST program, um, which is Butler and Emporia from students to teachers. Um, and in that partnership, Emporia State University offers those their uh, their courses right on our campus. Yeah. And then uh, we've got uh, other opportunities with Newman University, Friends University. Wow. So um, we're... Our students go in many directions, and so it is um, our responsibility to make sure we have those uh, arrangements made with 
all of the local communities as well as across the okay. state. You're listening to Issues 2018 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guests are Kim Curl, President, and Laurie Winningham, Vice President of uh, Academics, Butler Community College. Dr. Curl, or uh, maybe it's you, Laurie, tell us about the Aspen Prize. Sounds like a pretty important deal. It, you know, it is. It's <laughs> um, we're really proud of that. It's a it's a national award um, recognition. They use a lot of different um, metrics to determine their top one hundred fifty colleges. If you're if you're named one of the top one hundred fifty colleges in the nation, then you have an opportunity to apply for a million dollar uh, Aspen Award. Uh, I think it's a million dollars, isn't mm-hmm. it, Lori? Yeah, it is. a million dollar Aspen Award, and it's really based on uh, you know at least the initial um, standards that they use are based on completion and retention and cost and a number of different factors. So we're I don't I don't know if we've been named an Aspen College in the past. This is the first that I since I've been at Butler, but we're proud of the fact. So that Butler's we've been, one of them. Then yes, oh, we're one of the top one hundred and fifty an colleges Aspen in the nation. Yeah. All right. So yeah. they give you a tree or anything like that? Uh, no, we Just haven't. The money. Seen, we haven't seen it yet. Okay. And we I haven't seen any money either, okay. but. <laughs> but it sounds like a pretty interesting and yeah. uh, a big honor. Huh? It, it's a very, it's a very nice honor. Let's talk about uh, athletics for a minute. Uh, has it been a good year for fall sports? You know, it has been. We um, we have had success. Um, you know, our football team was successful this year. We we recruited a number of Kansas students again to play for us this fall, and so we had a good fo- fall football season. Um, uh, basketball is just getting started, yeah. uh, and you know we'll resume actually this week. I think tonight maybe our first uh, games again for the spring semester. And of course, we've had uh, the last two years back-to-back national softball champions, so we're really excited about that and really proud. Oh yeah, uh, about we, the softball. We team talk about too. that in our morning show on yeah. KNSS. And you've gotten our attention. That softball team uh, program is great. It is. It is. Yeah. It's been fun to get to know those girls and to watch them the last couple of years. For either one of you, uh, tell us about fine arts and media. Lori, she pointed out. Okay, Lori Cern. Go ahead, Lori. Well, we have, uh, I think, the best fine arts program. Um, I'm very proud of that, um, that area of our college. Um, we have the headliners who, if you've uh, ever got to hear them sing, uh, you remember them. They are awesome. And then we've got a, a very strong theater uh, program as well, and we offer... Uh, students the opportunity to be involved in theater, and they there's another financial benefit to that. They can get us mm-hmm. a theater scholarship. So great, uh, great opportunities for students to kind of follow their passion, but um, do something uh, on the stage. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I've noticed, even since I've been at Butler, um, I mean, just the benefit of that. But we've also seen some really outstanding growth in our instrumental music program mm-hmm. in the last couple of years too. I started a new drum line mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, and we've got a great pep band. And so, uh, yeah, fine arts. Uh, lots of times institutions are known for sort of a signature thing, athletics or fine arts or, you know, an academic mm-hmm. program. And we really have the benefit of, of having a really neat balance among a lot of those different areas. Okay. Talk about uh, business and professional services. Business and I saw professional that on the web page, and I thought the business and professional <laughs> services, you know, um, which what we call beta, mm-hmm. um, and they're they're the ones that um, really do um, training, corporate training, uh, create corporate training opportunities. They 
partner with uh, businesses and industry to try and deliver training or educational opportunities that are really geared towards that industry or that business's needs. Um, and again, our folks uh, really uh, work with a lot of folks in the Wichita area, but it's really kind of South Central Kansas. Mm-hmm. They cover a lot of area. And sometimes they're face-to-face kinds of trainings on site. Sometimes they're online. Uh, but it's a, it's, a, it's a strong area for us. And what about uh, health education and public safety? You want to talk you about have, that? You have a fire department over there. We do have, have a fire, fire department, and we have a training tower. which a training tower? Uh, right outside the... Uh, Outside the classroom, right behind the class. Fire uh, dogs? You have Dalmatians? We do not have fire dogs. (laughs) I'll have to put in a request for one of those. As I understand it, uh, that's a pretty good school for firefighters, isn't it? It is. It's excellent. And the opportunities uh, that our training tower provides for our community uh, fire departments is is a benefit as well. So we're very proud of that. And our um, program is a residential program. So we have students that live right in the firehouse um, attend classes right there in the fire station and, and get to live and breathe uh, in that environment. So you know, one thing that I'm uh, we're all conscious of is health education. Mm-hmm. Are you are we are you training and in, in educating nurses or well uh, you, we've or, got or, the best nursing program at Butler as well in my opinion. Okay. <laughs> uh, well there you so, go. Um, I think our pass rates were ninety two percent this last year, and so uh, our nursing program is is. Premier. All right. Well, as I said, uh, I, I, we we all have the impact of healthcare, and that's a that's a place where you could probably see some opportunities for people that come in there. Go and, ahead. And you know, um, last year our nursing program celebrated their fiftieth anniversary, mm-hmm. so it's been a program that's been in existence for a long time. Really, really strong. Um, accredited at the national and the state level both. And it's it's fun for me. I mean, a lot of the work that I do is kind of public in a way from the, uh, the college, but it's really fun to hear people say if they were in the hospital or if they were in the doctor's office, you know, we ran into a Butler nursing graduate mm-hmm. or a Butler nurse is yeah. the one that took care of us. And so it's really rewarding to hear, you know, to hear those kinds of comments. Well, let's talk a little bit about the impact of technology on education. You talked about IT a minute ago. What? Do, how do you look at that, generally speaking? I mean, look in front of me. I've, I've got, what, three computer screens, and you've got computers. Every, it's, it's everywhere. Everything that we do has a technology base now, and um, from a college, and anybody, I think, would tell you this, that your daily operations depend on technology. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everything we do, our payroll, technology, right, right. Uh, phone system, technology-based, uh, students in classrooms and instruction, all technology-based. And it's, you know, it's a piece that um, uh, is just going to continue to grow and be a bigger and bigger part of uh, obligation that we have. Uh, and, you know, you just have to constantly keep up with the changing technology. So, How, much, how many of your courses are online then? Yeah. About thirty percent of our enrollment comes from right? our online program. Online? So, okay. but every but every course that's taught has an online mm-hmm. course shell. I mean, the instructors all put their syllabi online, and okay. students can post homework mm-hmm. online. I so mean, there's an aspect online, even if you're in the classroom. Yeah, then. exactly. Right. Okay. Right. Yep. So if I'm online as a student, how do I misbehave and and get in trouble? I guess. Well. <laughs> You could about. have someone else do your homework <laughs> and then not pass the test. <laughs> that's, see, now you've, you've given me a way to defeat the system there. Uh-oh. We'll <laughs> be to, watching for you. Uh, I want to you know, direct this at, uh, at Dr. Krull, if I might. Uh, uh, what are the biggest challenges in, in, in your work? 
You know, I think, um, and I'm not sure that my answer would be any different than a lot of other folks' answer. I think right now the, you know, the biggest concerns are finance, um, how we manage how we manage our revenue and our funding streams and still keep the cost affordable for our students. Uh, you know, we, we constantly talk about how we create that balance to help our students have, a, have an affordable education and get in and out of school with as little debt as they can. Um, and yet, you know, the revenue streams are really difficult managing, you know, managing the finances. So a lot of your revenue comes from the students, but state funding as well? Uh-huh. We, okay. Yeah, and it varies from institution to institution. We get, we get um, oh, I suppose it's less than 30% of our funding comes from the state. Some institutions it's higher, some institutions it's lower. Yeah. But yeah, anytime that there are um, budget discussions and you know, budget cuts at the state level, that's going to impact any of the state agencies that r- receive state sure. funding. And you have to figure out how to manage those uh, rescissions. So what's, uh, what are the biggest pleasures? The biggest pleasures the, in the fun stuff. The fun mm-hmm. stuff. Oh my gosh, I I love the people that I work with. Um, the The fun things are the students, really, and seeing uh, the changes and developing the relationships and getting to know the people that really care and love Butler and love what we do for our students. Um, I I get a lot of pleasure out of my job. I love give, coming to work every single day. Well, uh, so what's new and exciting? Uh, we've covered, I think, a lot of that's new and exciting. Lori, anything on your plate that uh, that, that that you want to talk about today well, yeah, before we get? Well, th- something that we've worked very hard on for the last year and a half is to totally revamp our programs of study into very streamlined, uh, very um, specific pathways and. Uh, we will roll that out, and uh, the first group of students will be able to pick a pathway in the fall of 18, and I'm very excited about that. Uh, we've spent a lot of time really analyzing our programs and uh, streamlining them, making sure that they're aligned with our um, transfer institutions and um, some new initiatives to support student success uh, as they enter into a pathway is it's it's going to be exciting. Probably some students listening right now, or some uh, yeah. parents, and uh, I, I'd like to have you tell them why they should why they should enroll at, at Butler. Why they should enroll at Butler? You know, <laughs> you're going to get personalized attention. You're going to get you're going to have people in inside and outside of class that care about you. You're going to have folks that are really trying to focus on what your educational goals are and helping you get from point A to point B and try and figure out the best way to make mm-hmm. that happen. Um, there's a there's a real personal connection, and we hear people over and over say it's like it's like a family. You know, you feel you feel like people care, and I think that that's a really significant uh, part of the work that we do and the the value that we bring to students and families. Lori, biggest rewards and payoffs for you and your job. Just being it's around the, the students? So. It's the students. I yeah. actually, uh, as I stepped up into this role, have missed that uh, daily interaction with students. But, yeah, I mean, you don't go into education to to get wealthy and, and make lots of money. You go in to change people's lives and to help them be successful for whatever goal it is that they're trying to accomplish. And um, that's the part that's the most meaningful to me. Yeah, and sometimes it's sometimes it's um, standing through graduation and having students mm-hmm. come through with tears in their eyes. Um, sometimes it's stopping long enough on campus to talk to a student and help them solve a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, help them answer a question or something. But 
that's the work that we do. Well, listen, I appreciate you taking some time and telling us about Butler Community College. It's been uh, uh, educational for me. Uh, I did let you drone on a little bit about drones there. But, uh, about the drones. Thank you for taking some time and, and helping us uh, to understand more about Butler Community College. Our guests are Kim Krull, uh, President, and Lori Winningham, Vice President of Academics at Butler Community College. And that's all for this edition of Issues 2018. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.